Welcome to the Content 10X Podcast, the show where content creators learn how to harness the power of content repurposing. And now, your host, Amy Woods. Hello and welcome to this week's episode of the Content 10X Podcast. I'm your host, Amy Woods, and in this week's episode, I am covering the topic of creating online content experiences for your audience that are live. So experiences where your audience are able to engage and interact with you and often with each other as well. So the reason I want to touch on this topic is because creating, for example, podcast episodes, blog posts, maybe written content on Medium, LinkedIn, videos, YouTube content, that is all really, really good. But there is a fairly limited way in which people can engage with you with that content. So it's a bit of a one-way street in terms of you put that content out there and then people can comment, for example, comment on your blog post, comment on your YouTube video, or maybe they can get in touch with you via social media. They could send you a message on social media or comment on posts about the content on social media, or maybe they even email you. Now that's all really good and that's ways that people can engage with you, but some people really, really crave more of a a live experience, more of a hands-on way of being able to reach you and able to connect with other people as well. So reach people within the community and grow the community in that way. Now, this all comes down to the fact that we're all wired very differently when it comes to the ways that we like to learn. And in episode eight of the Content 10X podcast, I talked about how you can connect with your audience by bearing in mind the different learning styles. And I went through seven learning styles in episode eight. Actually, when I researched all of the different learning styles myself, I found that there were different schools of thought, actually, So some people believe there are seven, some people talk about four, some people talk about 11, but generally I found that there were seven different learning styles. And one of the learning styles is social interpersonals. So people who really prefer to learn in groups and they like to learn with other people. So another learning style is solitary. So that's where people really do prefer to learn on their own. But then you have a group of people who love to learn in a more social and interpersonal way. And of course, it depends on what we are trying to learn. And we may learn different topics in different ways. But when it comes to that, and it comes to those people, and you're trying to communicate with them, you're trying to engage with them, and hopefully, you know, engagement leads to conversion and it helps to grow your business. How can you reach those people? And I think that the answer in an online capacity is to offer live experiences. So live experiences where people are able to engage with you and your community and your community can engage with each other as well. So I'm just going to run through some of the reasons why I think it's great to offer that live experience and then going to talk through a few different ways that you can do that. So firstly, as I mentioned, reason number one for why I think it's a great idea is because you're offering people access to you when you offer live experiences. And sometimes that's all that people want, even if they know that it's not one-on-one and they know that they can't control the when 
you know, the times it's dictated by you, you're going live on Facebook at a certain time, and you know that plenty of other people could be there as well as you. Still, people really, really value that you are providing that access to yourself, that you're not hiding away somewhere and that you're really willing to come out and engage with your community. Secondly, it's a way to get people together. So I just mentioned the word community, but it's really great to form a community so people really get to know each other and you can build that community and build your tribe, basically, when you start to offer live experiences. And thirdly, and I think this is so, so, so important, it really helps you to demonstrate your knowledge and really, really boost your credibility. I think this is really important because there are many people who are trying to teach things online and with their businesses, and there's actually not a lot of depth to their knowledge. And you know, if you put yourself forward in a live Q&A style, for example, and you have to be prepared to be there and show that you have that knowledge and that you can answer those questions, then, you know, you really are demonstrating that you're the real deal, basically. And that really, really can boost your credibility. That's another great reason why offering life experiences can be a really good thing to do. And then overarching all of that, it's all about engagement And that is what you can get when you offer life experiences more so than when you put podcasts out there or written blog posts or video, because there isn't that two-way engagement that the life experiences can offer. So what are the different live experiences that you could offer? Now, this really does come down, as always, to what industry you're in, what your audience is like, where they hang out, you know, where you're most comfortable hanging out as well, as long as I'm in the same place as your audience, of course. Um, So it can depend on many things, but a few different options. So live Twitter chats are a great way to build a community online and go live and engage and have fun with your audience and share lots and lots of value and advice as well. So in a few weeks, I am going to have Madeline Sklar on the podcast and we're going to be talking all about Twitter chats and I can't wait for that episode so that's coming in a few weeks but this is a really good thing to do so you can set a date and a time and tell your audience that you are going to be live on Twitter and you have a very specific hashtag and then you start the conversation usually questions and answers and not only do you get to share your knowledge but as I mentioned you get to see your community engage and get to know each other as well. So Twitter chats can be really popular. And when Madeline comes on, I think you'll be really surprised at just what she has achieved through running Twitter chats herself. And then another option, live video. So I've talked quite a lot about live video. So you can go live on Twitter with video. You can go live on Instagram. You can go live on YouTube and Facebook as well. And in episode 11 of the Content 10X podcast, I spoke to Ian Anderson Gray, and he provided loads and loads of tips and advice on going live on Facebook, how to prepare the kind of equipment that you should use, some tips for when you are live. And also episode seven as well, I talked about ways that you can repurpose your live video. So again, live video, when I talked about building authenticity and building your credibility. Now, what better than being there? People can look at you, people can see your face, and they can see how you respond when you're answering questions and providing help and advice to your audience, or maybe just entertaining them, but engaging with them. So offering an engaging experience with your audience. 
There are a few different ways that you could do this. So you could do it regularly. For example, every week when you put out a podcast episode or a new blog post, you could complement that by going live, maybe on the same day that the content goes live or a day or two later. And you could do a live video where you talk about that topic. Maybe you talk about a few aspects of it. Maybe you just ask your audience to listen to the podcast episode or read the blog post and then come on if they have any questions. So you could do that. That could be a regular part of your content process. Um, You could have a weekly show that maybe it's not specifically related to a piece of content. Maybe you're going to do the opposite. And this is what quite a few clients at Content 10X do, where their core content, the original content, is going live on Facebook. And then after that, we repurpose everything into blog posts, podcast episodes, social content. So you can do either or, really. There are a few options there. Ian Anderson Gray, who I mentioned just a couple of minutes ago, he has a Facebook live show that goes live every single Monday. It's called Free Range Social. He runs it with Julia Bramble, who I also had on the podcast as well. And yeah, they go live like basically like a, you know, a regular TV show every Monday afternoon, I think at 2pm, Free Range Social goes live on Facebook. Another option is to offer, for example, free coaching, so like a coaching show. So a good friend of mine, Mark Asquith, He goes live every single Friday afternoon, I think it's at 4pm UK, and he just offers up free coaching where he asks his audience to get in touch with him in advance and submit their questions. Then he goes through as many questions as he can. So again, talking about building credibility, building authority with your audience, what better way to do that than to just show them that you are able to answer their questions, answer in in a live environment. So if they have any follow-up questions, they can ask their live and the rest of the community can benefit from those discussions as well and take part in them. So that's another option for offering a live experience. And of course, you can then go on repurpose that. So the beauty of that is that when you have these questions that people are asking you, you can go live and answer them. But then, you know, you can stop and you can reflect on the questions and think of further content that you can then create. So turn your answers into written blog posts, turn your answers into social media content, do more video content where you're answering those questions. You know, there's so much that you can do and getting questions from your audience and answering them is the brilliant starting point for creating yet more content because it's exactly what your audience will want to hear. Now, some other friends of mine, Andrew and Pete, content marketing duo, who I've had on the show as well, episode nine, where they talked about creating gifts. Now, they often go live on YouTube. YouTube is one of their main social channels, really, for them and their audience. And they tend to do it in more of a, not a weekly show as such or weekly coaching, but more in a ad hoc basis when there's more hot topics, things to discuss, things that they know people want to know about. And then they'll announce that they're going to go live on YouTube and discuss that topic. So I remember very recently when Twitter stopped all of the third party tools from doing lots and lots of repeat tweets. Um, They jumped on to talk about how this would affect people who use MeetEdgar and tools like that. So then, you know, jumping on for hot topics is a great idea as well. Then another option is actually doing live webinars. So maybe coming off social and running webinars on software like Webinar Jam, GoToWebinar, 
Zoom, Crowdcast, so different webinar platforms where it's not so much on social, but it's more of an inviting people to come along to your webinar. And if you offer that as a live webinar and people again are able to ask questions and you can answer them, then you are providing that live experience that I talked about that some of the people who especially like to learn in that social interpersonal way, they're going to get so much out of you offering up that experience. So my tips are, if you are going to do this, is to remember that when you go live, you do not need to be doing a overly polished, overly produced video or whatever the content may be. People are not looking for that. Live, the whole point is it's supposed to be a bit more raw, a bit more behind the scenes. So you don't have to do too much by way of overly professional, polished content. But I really do recommend that you still do some planning. So really think about your audience, really think about what your key message is going to be for that live experience. And again, if you're repurposing from content you've already created, then the key message should be really clear. So just try to keep really focused and really on point with that. And if you're going to go on to repurpose even more so as well, think really clearly about what your message is, plan, make a few little notes, don't script it, but make some notes. And then you're going to offer that really good experience for your audience. Okay, so my challenge to you at the end of this week's podcast is to think about this. Think about do you reach those social interpersonal learners and what could you do to take your content a little bit further to really help connect with those guys? And maybe this week, just do one of the things I suggested and see how you get on and let me know. I'd love to know if you could let me know on social. My handle is at Content10x on all the social platforms or do feel free to get in touch with me by email as well at amy at content10x.com. Okay, so thank you so much for listening to this week's podcast episode. If you want any help with your content repurposing, then at Content10x, we do offer a fully done-for-you content repurposing service. If you would like some help with repurposing your content, then please go and head over to the website content10x.com where you'll find out loads more about what we do and then feel free to get in touch info at content10x.com. Okay, so all that's left to say is thank you so much for listening to this week's podcast episode and I'll catch you in the next one.